Okay, folks, here we are. Another week is coming on. Week 14. It's the look back. And this is the last look back with no more buys. Everybody plays from here on out. And like I said, the playoff picture is getting more and more interesting. But here we are this late in the year. It's December 15th. We're halfway through the month of December already. And no teams have clinched a postseason berth at all. Not one team through through 14 weeks. So that just tells you what kind of year this has been. And obviously, when it comes to the teams with the top records, in the AFC and the NFC, they all share the best records, which is even more bizarre. But the Eagles are still in the mix for a wild card spot. Obviously, things have not... This year has obviously been an interesting year. But I kind of felt like you and I probably both pretty much thought when the season began that we would we expected the Eagles to be in the playoff mix just naturally. And that's the case this year. And obviously, they're coming off of a bye. They didn't play this past weekend. But like I said, with everything coming down the stretch, a favorable schedule, all NFC East games, three of them at home, and obviously a lot to think about. My question to you is, I'm going to give you, well, we're just going to talk about the Eagles to this point. What, what is it, what will it take for them to make the postseason and what will prevent them from making the postseason? Well, they're going to, they're going to have to win um, three of the last four games and they're going to have to beat Washington twice because obviously right now they're tied with the Redskins. So um, those two games are going to be key. The Giants... I know they they played the Eagles played horribly in that first game and lost. There's no reason they can't beat the Giants. Yeah, okay, so that just leaves the Cowboys game. They could afford to lose that game, especially with the fact that um, as of right now, you look at the teams that are tied for that seventh seed right now. It's the Redskins, Eagles, Vikings, Falcons, and Saints. I mean, the Eagles have already beaten the Falcons and Saints. If they can win both against the Redskins, that has them ahead of the skins, and um, that just leaves Minnesota, you know. And I don't see Minnesota going 3-1 and one in their last four games. So, um, bottom line, if the Eagles can beat the Redskins twice and win one out of those two games between the, Cow- the Giants and Cowboys, they're, they're in the playoffs. So, I don't see why they can't, especially when you factor in this coming weekend against the Redskins. It's looking like Washington's got a lot of players that are about to go on or that are on the COVID list. So, I mean, the Eagles are going to be playing against a lot of backup caliber players. Well, yeah, like I said, I mean, you know, COVID has obviously been running amok here in, in, especially in the sports world here. And obviously in the NFL, a lot of every team is basically struggling with that. Even here with the Eagles, Quez Watkins is on the, is on a, He's on the COVID list. But obviously, yeah, Washington's much worse shape than we are and coming into Sunday. But one thing we've no- we've learned about the Eagles over the past 10 years, when they make the postseason in the previous four years, that's 2013, obviously the Super Bowl year 2017, 18, and 19. There's one thing they have in common that they have to do. Sweep Washington. Each of those years, they swept Washington. Now, obviously, all the all the trajectories and the numbers tell me that they will do that again this year. 
But the Eagles have unfortunately struggled, even though they've only played two divisional games out of 13 games they've played so far. But remember, they have struggled in, in their two divisional games, and that's obviously Dallas and the Giants. So I am a little concerned. And obviously, their quarterback situation is also a concern. Jalen Hurts hurt his ankle in that Giants game. He did not play against the Jets. And reportedly, he's still not fully healthy. He's not That ankle has not healed to this point. You know, by Sunday, it'd be three weeks since the injury. And that might be a longer, and it may, you know, we may see Gardner Minshew again. Which is not a bad thing. Not against Washington, but Washington still has a very good defense. And obviously, they've turned things around over the last several weeks, even though they hit a bump. They hit a bump in the road on on Sunday with the Cowboys. They weren't. They're obviously not as good as they are, but still, Washington. They're going to come in here. They have something to prove. They have Ron Rivera as the head coach. He's a veteran head coach. He knows how to get a team to be motivated and ready to go. And that's something that this Eagles team has to be prepared for. Like I said, Nick Suriani has been through the emotions of who he is in his first year as a head coach. At one point, his job was 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 potentially on the line, and people wanted his ass out of here. But he learned to get his act together. He found an identity with the run game that has worked perfectly for the Eagles over the last month and a half that has helped them be in this position of being a potential wild card team. And obviously, like I said, as a, as as things go, things have gone great. But there's still a lot of struggles with this team. And if they don't make the playoffs, it's going to be a shame just because of what of what the schedule looks like and how this schedule works. Because to me, it's 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 inexperienced versus relative inexperience for them. And like I said, Jalen Hurts is obviously still fighting for his career. He's not the long. He's right now wouldn't be considered the long term answer, but I think he's going to get another year because I don't think the Eagles are going to are, are going to draft a quarterback at least high in next year's draft. Now Russell Wilson is a free agent. Well, he won't be a well. He's going to be. He's not coming back to Seattle, but he is going to look at the Eagles and several other teams. He's going to be a name to watch out for in this off season, no matter if the Eagles make the playoffs or not. So. Obviously, for Jalen Hurts, he knows he has a lot. He's got more pressure now than he probably had when he took over the job. Because now, he has to find a way to make this playoffs, and he has to play at his best. He has to prove to Hallie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie, I can be that guy, at least for for next year as well. And obviously, I think he has earned his, earned his, his right and stuff. But, like I said, still a lot to work into it. And obviously for the defense, like I said, they've they've gotten better. But like I said, Jonathan Gannon, it's been mostly matchups. A quarterback has his way, and unfortunately, they struggle. When a quarterback has a 75% or better completion day, the Eagles normally lose that game. But when they get to the quarterback and they sack him and turn him over and give the ball to Darius Slay, the Eagles have normally won those games. So... Obviously, it will be very interesting. Like I said, Sunday is going to be interesting because of, of what's going on with Washington. They're not going to be at anywhere near 100%. But that doesn't mean that they won't be motivated or they won't be coached well by Rivera and that coaching staff to come into Philly and try to find a way to keep the Eagles from being in the position. 
And like I said, I do think nine and eight will potentially be good enough for a wild card spot in the NFC. Could it could be tight, close, but nine and but but you, Ron Jaworski, and a few others are predicting a nine and eight finish, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, these last four games are going to be big for Jalen Hurts. Um, I mean, you, you look at reports and everything, they're saying that um, that the Eagles are, you know, they're having Minshew and him splitting reps in practice. I've seen reports saying that if he struggles early in the game, they might bring in Minshew. Um, you know, clearly he doesn't have... He doesn't have the, the 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 future of the franchise type of position locked up in the minds of the Eagles coaches at front office. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a there's unless he has like four great games in a row to close out the season, I think there's a high probability that the Eagles are going to look to bring in a quarterback. Might not mean it's the end of um, Jalen Hurts, but you know, drafting a quarterback first or second round in next year's draft is a definite possibility and let let those two guys compete for the the, the quarterback that they draft and Jalen Hurts compete for the starting job. Um, I think that's something that I think we're going to see next year unless, like I said, unless Hurts has four great games in a row and Eagles make a run for the playoffs. But um, um, we'll see. But it's definitely, um, when you look at all the signs, it's definitely clear that the team is not 100% sold on Hurts, even if the locker room is. So, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. And like I said, it's not a surpri- it wouldn't surprise nobody if they do decide to go in a different direction at quarterback. Remember, the Chicago Bears made the playoffs last year. But they still change the quarterback position all 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 one hundred ninety degree three hundred sixty degree division whatever I don't know what the hell I'm just said there but <laughs> but they changed the the quarterback straight up so like I said you know for the Eagles it, it's you know we'll see if they can make this playoffs and we'll see if Jalen Hurts can can continue to impress because like I said even if even if it's good enough. They get in and they even shock everybody and actually win a game, which is also not out of the question. They could go far, not not far, far, but far enough with the running game that they could surprise one of these top teams. And then that makes things a little more interesting. But we're not going to think about that right now, because right now the goal is just to see if we can get in to begin with. And like I said, we'll see what happens. But obviously, like I said, <clears throat> the the playoffs are getting closer and things are getting very interesting. This was a very interesting week. A lot of a lot of stories were told about a lot of teams over the last several over the last several weeks and obviously th- this past week has been getting more and more interesting. Like I said, I mean, if you look we'll we'll first look at the AFC side and obviously you know, the Chiefs dominated the Raiders. And I'll talk about that later on, about what happened in that game. But obviously, the Chargers get a big win. And obviously, you know, Tennessee won. Wasn't impressive, but they won. And then obviously, Bills lost again, even though they showed fight at the end against Brady. Brady still hit, still the bitches of, of, of Buffalo, you know. 
over 30 wins. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to have 30 wins against an opponent. But then we have to talk about the AFC North, and that's where we're going to be focused on next here. The AFC North, with four games to go, are separated. All four teams are separated by a game and a half. And my Ravens, I'm not comfortable right now. They're hurting. They're injured everywhere, including Lamar Jackson, who suffered an injury on Sunday. And it cost the Ravens another game. Somehow they're leading the division with a losing record in the division. They've lost all three teams. Obviously the Browns, they're inconsistent. The Bengals are even more inconsistent when when you look at it. And then you look at the Steelers. They're, They're such a Jekyll and Hyde team this year. It's not even funny. So your take on the AFC North and who do you trust down the stretch to win it? When when it's all when the smoke clears on January 9th. Yeah, well, who do I trust? No, none of them, man. I don't trust any of those teams to come up big. Um, and this, this is one of the probably the most disappointing division in the NFL. Um, you know, we were expecting the Ravens, Steelers, and Browns to all be at least playoff close competitors for the playoffs. If not, maybe one of them making a run for the Super Bowl. And um, and they're all disappointments. Cincinnati is actually, um, they've actually played better than expectations, but, you know, they're just a, a team that's, you know, borderline, like 500, fight, fighting for that last playoff spot type of team. So, in reality, I don't, I don't trust any of these teams. Um, like you said, Lamar Jackson is, got injured. Um, for what it's worth for the Browns, Baker Mayfield just got put on the COVID list, too. I don't know that that's really going to hurt them very much because, you know, Baker Mayfield's a bomb anyway. And then Pittsburgh, they got names, but they just are, like you said, they, they're they a hit-and-miss team, and they, they just aren't that good. So, bottom line, none of these teams are very good. None of them are going to be Super Bowl contenders as far as I'm concerned. And, um, and um, this is, I think, you... you it's prob- probable that you, you'll get you'll well. I shouldn't say that. There's a good chance you might get two playoff teams, but I think both of them are going to be one and done. Yeah, to me, the AFC North has been such a such a to- telltale sign of of nobody really wants this division. I mean, Baltimore has a lo- has a losing record in this division, and they're still leading it, which makes zero sense at all. I mean, they've been pulling rabbits out of their hats all year. The Browns have also struggled with a lot of injuries. And obviously, you know, they haven't been consistent at all. You know, Miles Garrett could win Defensive Player of the Year. He leads the league in sacks. But this team has not been consistent at all compared to what they were a year ago. Now, it's hard to say the Bengals are a disappointment because... We didn't expect them to be this this much better this year. They're a much improved team than what we've seen over, over the last few years. But obviously, at one point in the year, the Bengals actually was the number one seed in the AFC. And you kind of wondered, maybe this 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 is a change of, of, of plan, that the, the Bengals are actually going to be a team to actually be somebody to think about. And they still could. They still could get on a roll here in these final few weeks. It's not out, it's not out of the question for them, but but I'm kind of disappointed in them too because 
at one point they looked like a contending team and they've fallen off. They've lost their last two home games and they've been owned in both of those matchups. And you kind of wonder if they if you can trust them. And I say no. And then what and then you saw that Thursday night game. I'm sure you did. The Steelers, I mean, it was a tale of two games. That they were caught sleeping or just not they just looked like a horrible team in the first half. And they fell twenty nine to nothing to to the Vikings of all teams, the Vikings. And then somehow the, a, a light sw- flipped in, in Roethlisberger's switch in his head. And all of a sudden it became a game in the last 20, 20 minutes. And like I said, I mean, you know, they're still alive, but they're not a really good team. They're, they're rebuilding with Roethlisberger, which is not a smart thing to do. You know, because Roethlisberger still thinks of winning a championship. And these guys are just trying to develop and worry about the future so you can tell there's a lot of there's a lot of sides taken in that team on that team so really at the end of the day there's nobody you're absolutely right there's nobody you can trust because to me if the Ravens actually win this division I'll sit I'll probably decide to 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 rent 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 something for for you know for uh whatever I don't know what the hell I'm talking about I'm, I'm all over the place tonight but <laughs> To, to me, I'd be crazy as hell to think that the Ravens are going to win this division the way they're playing right now and their struggles in this division anyway. So, like I said, yeah, there might be room for two, but I think if you're if you're inconsistent like they these four teams are, you have to win the division. You can't worry about a wild card spot. So, that's all I can say about them. Yeah. So when you look at the NFC side, when you look at the NFC side, I mean, like I said, Green Bay won. They won big. Obviously, you know, the Bears brought a fight, but who cares? Green Bay won, and they're good. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady made history again. And they, you know, they once again own Buffalo. Brady owns Buffalo again. Obviously, Dallas easily took care of Washington, but there's major concerns about Dak Prescott, as people have been saying most of this week and even down in Dallas this week. Jerry Jones running his mouth. You know what that means. And then Arizona still playing this Jekyll and Hyde game of we're great at on the road, but we're mediocre, terrible at home. And that's exactly what happened on on Monday night. They lost, and it wasn't even close to the to the Rams. So it's just like... It's getting to that point. And then obviously the NFC playoff picture we just talked about. But to me, if you look at, let's just look at these four teams. I mean, we can even put the Cowboys in there. But let's look at these four teams and maybe even the Rams to a degree. Is there something I need to know? I mean, everybody here has a weakness. This is one of those rare years where almost every contending team has a a known weakness that's going to cost them. But is there something I need to know about these teams that tells me that they're gonna they're going to be easy to 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 deal with at home, or they're better off on the road, or are they a contending team? Are these teams just playing games with us? I, I'm 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 all over the place tonight because you know my notes are are crazy. You know, go ahead with the NFC talk. Yeah, well, with these with the top teams in the NFC. Um, you know, there's not one team that's running away with it, but there's some good teams. Um, the problem with Arizona, 
obviously they have trouble at home. And now um, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the regular season. They're saying he might be back for the playoffs. But obviously that's a big loss for them. Um, the Rams had that had obviously had a big win. But up until this point, they haven't been too hot for the last month, month and a half. So, um, you know, that once with the loss of um, Robert Woods, for them, a receiver, is definitely hurt. But we'll see how they respond. They definitely have a talented enough team. They just haven't been living up to expectations lately. The Bucks, I think they're—I mean, they're—they're they're the favorites right now. Obviously, having Tom Brady and everything, but they've had a lot of injury issues this year. They're no—they're no lock. And then Green Bay. Um, I, I saw a report earlier in a couple of days ago that Rogers says that he's toe is getting worse if anything um, so you know he obviously had a big game against the Bears but once you get to the playoffs playing against teams like the Bucks and Rams and and Cardinals that's a different story so the, 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 there's, there's no there's no runaway team in the NFC but there's some good teams and it should make for some interesting playoff matchups and um Looking at the rest of the NFC games this week, um, oh, my lock of the week was the Saints. They covered easily against the Jets, and um, you know what? I mentioned I had four games that I was considering for the lock of the week, and I called them out when we were talking about the games, and I, all four of them hit. They all covered the spread or and won the games, really. So, you know, those four games were the, the Titans, the um, um Seahawks and the 49ers, I had them all. Oh, and, and, the, and obviously the Saints, which was the one game that I actually picked. So um, if, you had, if you had done a four-game parlay with those four picks, you would have made some nice money. But nonetheless, with my locks of the week, I'm now sitting at 8-5 against the spread since I could only pick one game last week. But I was 4-0 with all four of those ones that I've called out. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's the landscape of the NFC. We got... We got really, in my opinion, three teams fighting for the to, for the the conference championship, and then the Cowboys are a distant fourth. But you know, they're just not that impressive to me. Dak, I said it before, and now other people are saying it. He's a, he's just a product of the system and of having uh, superior wide receivers. Um, so. He's not a franchise quarterback, let's face it. Some people might say he is because the idea that people, the, the idea that other people have of a franchise quarterback is much different than what it should be. You know, they'll, they'll say if it is like a top 12 quarterback, it's a franchise quarterback. I, I don't think so, man. I think you got to be a top five quarterback in the NFL to be a franchise guy. You got to be able to carry a team, and that can't carry the team. So. Well, yeah, I, I didn't watch a lot of the game against Washington, but I did see the the last ten minutes. And like I said, I mean, like I said, Dak has been obviously, you know, he's been like a system quarterback for most of his career. And obviously, you have been all, you know, Dallas has done a good job drafting a whole lot better than we have. There, that's why they're so much better than us. But obviously. You know, they really benefited. And their defense played very well and has been playing well here lately. But obviously, it's about matchups with them. Washington was a was an easy matchup for them. And Washington's been on a roll here the last several weeks. So, 
But obviously, like I said, when you look at it, you know, Dak's still one of those guys you just have to hope that he can develop into something. But like I said, when you're a system quarterback, it's not much you can do. And when you don't have the talent, when the talent's not there, you get exposed. But obviously, he had the calf injury that he missed a game for. And then obviously, he hasn't really been himself since then. They haven't, you know, the Cowboys haven't been playing as great compared to how they started the season. And plus, they don't even have a signature win. I mean, they have one win against the Patriots, but that was that was months ago. And and the Patriots are a much different team than they were then. So, like I said, we'll see what happens here. Like I said, we're about to do our top five list, so we're going to talk about these teams again in, in a further detail. But, like I said, and I'll get to the other teams here in a moment. So, like I said, I mean, I think... Teams that have helped their cause. One is the 49ers beating the beating the Bengals. Now they're alone in the sixth spot. As long as they can win win at least three or four, they'll be all right. Buffalo has has three three of their last four against teams with a with under 500 record, so they should be all right. But Josh Allen was seen in a walking boot, so there could be concerns there. So. Like I said, let's get to it. Let's get to this top five list. Like I said, it's, it's our last one of the year. It's very crazy. It's critical. It's interesting. Like I said, we do this three times this year. Y'all already know the drills. All right. Let's start with the... We're going to start with the NFC because it's more interesting. We kind of know who these five teams are, so it is what it is, so... Go go ahead with the NFC top five. Yeah, so um, for me, I'm going to put uh, Dallas here at number five. Like I said, they're not as good as their record shows. They've had an easy schedule. Um, but it's been at nine and four, division leader for what that's worth. So they're not a bad team, but they're not they're not on the level of the, the, the top four. Um, next up. I'm going to, you know what, they got a better record, but I'm going to put the Cardinals here, mainly because of the injury to DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, they just lost to the Rams, but they beat them down earlier in the year. But, um, yeah, this injury to DeAndre Hopkins, um, that could hurt their their uh, playoff seeding, you know. They're only a game ahead of the Rams in the, in the division. Um if the Rams can go on a hot streak to, in these last in four games and the Cardinals lose one or two, all of a sudden, instead of uh, having instead of having a home game to start the, the playoffs and potentially first round by, the Rams are looking at being a wild card team. So, you know, I think they're going to have some trouble. Um, number three, that's where I'm putting the Rams. They've been uh, sort of they're, they're a team that got off the hot start to start the season and they cooled off. We'll see if uh, this this victory against the Cardinals is something that's going to turn their season around or if it's just a one time thing. But they had a big game this week and they moved up my rankings. Um, number two, I'm going to put Green Bay here. They're a good all around team, but. I don't know. There's just something about them, man. There's just something about them. I just don't. I just don't think they're as good as the Bucks. Obviously, the Bucks are number one because that's the only team left. But um, I don't know. And then 
factor in that Aaron Rodgers has this nagging toe injury that could, could become an issue in the playoffs, especially if it, if Green Bay has a home game and he's got to play in that cold weather with that toe. You know, who knows how that's going to work out for him. But uh, number one, to me, that's obvious right now is the Bucks. They're the best team in the NFC. They got the best quarterback of all time, and this is his time of the year to shine. So he's already the favorite for the MVP. He's putting up crazy numbers. That's Tom Brady, obviously, but um, you, you put him on the team, and good things happen in December and January. So Bucks here, number one. Well, our top five NFC list is obviously the the same teams, but not in the same order. You know, not in the same order at all. We do agree with with the fifth, and that's the only one I agree with, is obviously the Cowboys are at number five. Their schedule is easy. Their division is easy. But they don't have a top-tier win at all this year. They haven't beaten anybody that's of any significance. And like I said, there's a lot of concerns with Dak Prescott, how he's been playing since the calf injury. He's not been playing as well. Defensively, they're very good, and they, they're they aggressive. That's a defense that I like. And obviously, Micah Parsons is going to easily win Defensive Rookie of the Year. There's even rumors that he could win Defensive Player of the Year, and then crazy people are thinking that he could win MVP, but that's – stop, stop it, stop it. But he's going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year, and he does have a chance for Defensive Player of the Year. But obviously – you know, they're still, they haven't beaten anybody of significance. Their only big win is against the Patriots. And that was before they got, they got hot. If they played the Patriots again, they would have not, they would, it wouldn't even be close to of, of it being a game the way Belichick coaches and how they are built right now, defensively and situationally. So the Cowboys are number five. Uh, the, the Rams are at number four. The problem is, as much as I respect Matt Stafford, and obviously it's been a great, it's been a great transition from the Lions to the Rams. I don't trust him. I don't trust him at all. He's thrown three pick sixes this year in three consecutive games. The Rams went winless in November. That's a that's a that's a major that's a major you know red flag for me. You know, yeah, they they beat the the Cardinals on Mon- on Monday night, but that's the Cardinals. And we and and they're at home, and that's how they're made up. But you know the the Rams. I don't know if they can win if they can beat Tampa Bay or or Green Bay if it comes to that. I mean, they could get to the NFC Championship game depending on how they get in the postseason. But I do think they're probably going to win their division just because of what I think of 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 their schedule and everything else. But they have a hard schedule to finish the season. You know, they have a hard schedule to finish their season, so we'll see what happens. The Cardinals are number three. And, like I said, it, it's still the Jekyll and Hyde effect. Great on the road, mediocre at home. And, like I said, I can trust the Cardinals if they don't, if they don't win this division. Now, you say if they don't win this division, they're in trouble. I disagree big, big time. If they win this division... They're going to be in the NFC Championship game because they're going to win on the road. They're good enough to win on the road. You've seen it all year. They have they have won every road game by double digits. And it's not against Scrubs either. They've beaten Tennessee. They've beaten the Rams. They've beaten good teams on the road. So, trust me. Them, them if they finish 
if they win their division, they're one and done because they're not going to win at home against anybody. If they win, if they do, if they lose the division, if they concede the division to the Rams, then I do see them in the NFC Championship game. I really do. And Kyler Murray has a chance to be MVP. Probably won't win it, but he's had a great season. And James Conner has been a beast. Nobody's talking about him. He has 18 touchdowns this year. Nobody else can say that. No other individual uh, offensive player can say that. He has 18 touchdowns this year. And nobody's talking about him. Unbelievable. Then Tampa Bay's number two. Like I said, they're starting to hit their stride. Tom Brady is going is having a hell of a year. It's like I said, he's just he just continues to beat Father Time at 44 years old. You know, he leads in pass yards, touchdowns. I mean, there's nothing I can really say that what else can I say about him? He's he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest, he's the king of football. That's his new motto. He's the king of football. Nobody's ever had a career like that ever again. Nobody's ever going to come close to what he's accomplished. And on Sunday, he scored his 700 total pass touchdown of his career. Like I said, nobody's ever going to come close to him. Nobody. But I still, but why their number two is because of their defense. I still don't trust their defense. If you watched the game, I'm sure you did against the Bills. Obviously, it was in your home. It was, in your, you know, you live in that area that you're, that's your adopted home. Obviously, the Bills came storming back and nearly stole the game. So I don't trust this defense at all. And that might be the reason why they don't win, win it all again this year. Live injuries still. But Green Bay is my number one team because they're, cons- they're the most consistent team I've seen in the NFC this year. Like I say, Aaron Rodgers, he's been a character. He still is a character. It is what it is. But like I said, they're consistent. They're good enough to win every week. And like I said, their defense is, is better this year. And like I said, they can run the football like I said, that's the, the underrated key. They can run the ball as well as Aaron Rodgers can throw it. And that's something you have to think about in the postseason. You know, that, you know, A.J. Dillon and um, and the other guy, Aaron, you know, the other guy, what number 33, I forgot his name. Those guys can run the ball, and they can run it down your throat. So, like I said, Green Bay, it, you know, if Tampa Bay and Green Bay rematch again in the NFC Championship game, Maybe things might be different this time, but who knows? That's my top five NFC. Now let's go to the top five AFC. And unlike the last time we did this, we we damn sure are going to disagree. So go ahead. I'm I want to see this list. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to start with a team that I'm leaving off the list, off the top five list, just because they record-wise they are in the top five, and that's the Chargers. Okay, I'm just not impressed with them at all this year. The only game I've really seen them that that they've seen them play this year that I've come away with like saying, "Well, wow, they're good." Is the Kansas City game, which was Week Three. You know, they've they've won three of their last four, but even those games are not impressive wins. So, yeah, the Chargers just haven't impressed me this year like I was hoping they would, and their defense definitely hasn't been good. Um, so, yeah, they're off my list. They're num- they would be number six. Okay. Um, 
number five. Uh, man, I'm going to put your Ravens on here at number five. Um, we've already talked about them and the division and how the whole division is disappointing. Now Lamar Jackson has an ankle injury. Um, we'll see if or how long he's out for. That's obviously going to hurt. But, yeah, they're my number five team, another one that's been a disappointment to me this year. Number four, I'm going to give this one to the Bills. Um, they've obviously fallen off after a, a great start to the season. And, um, you know, they've lost their last two games. Both of them were tight games against New England and Tampa. So, I mean, it's hard to give them too much of a hard time when they're going up against two Super Bowl contenders and losing close games. But still, they haven't pulled them out. If they had pulled out one of those two, they'd be in much better shape. But, um like you said, they, they got an easier schedule the, the rest of the way. So they should be able to get in the playoffs, and then we'll see what they do from there. But they got problems with their offensive line. They got problems with their running game. And that's not something that's just going to go away, especially when you get in the playoffs and you're playing against uh, good defenses. So they're number four. Um, number three, team that uh, I – I used to not have a problem with up until this year, but I'm giving it to the Colts. Okay, they've been coming on strong lately. They haven't really asked Carson Wentz to do much. They've just been relying on Jonathan Taylor, and he's been dominant. Um, as long as he's healthy and playing well, they're a good team, man, and they could make a run. But the bottom line, once they get to the playoffs and they're going up against the top teams in the AFC, like Kansas City, like New England, like the like for example the Titans, um, they're they're not going to be able to compete because they're going to need Carson Wentz to ball out and he's just not that type of player. So they're they're number three. They're what did I say? Number yeah, they're number four. Sorry. Um, Actually, number three. You have, you are, you have Bills at four. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, where am I at now? You're you're now up to the top two. Shit, some, somewhere I messed up. What did I mess up here, man? You didn't mess up. You you have Ravens 5, you have Bills 4, and you have Colts 3. Yeah, but I still got my top 3. Oh, wow. You have a top 6 then. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got a top 6. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. Okay, so take the Ravens off. The Bills are 5. Um, the Bills are 5. The Colts are 4. Number 3... Um, we got a three-way tie here for the AFC lead. Um, I'm, I'm going to give number three to the Chiefs. Obviously, they got Patrick Mahomes, but their offense—you know—it just hasn't—it just hasn't been clicking this year. The defense has been winning them games lately. I don't think they're going to be able to maintain that on defensively come playoff time. But they've at least won games with that defense. Obviously, this last week they had a huge victory, um, but. Generally, that offense hasn't been good. We'll see if they can uh, if they can keep the keep the streak. You know, they put up 48 points last week against the Raiders, so we'll see if they can uh, keep scoring against the Chargers. But you know, overall, they've been a disappointment this year, and maybe they get hot like Andy Reid's teams do in December, and they make a run. But as of right now, I think there's two better teams in the, in the AFC. And that leads to number two, which is Tennessee. 
They beat the Chiefs earlier in the year. Obviously, they're two different teams right now, especially with Tennessee not having Derrick Henry. But Derrick Henry is supposed to be back around Week 18. So he should be back and healthy for the playoffs and ready for them to make a run. And if they have Henry, um, they're right up there with the best. I mean, they beat a lot of good teams this year, and um, I can't take that away from them. So I'm going to put them at number two. And number one right now has to go to the Patriots, man. I mean, they got the best defense in the NFL right now in terms of points allowed. The offense is moving the ball, scoring points. Mac Jones is playing well. They're running the ball. Um, they're really doing it all right now, and they're getting hot. Or I'm not sure they say getting hot. They are hot. They got four games left in the season, and um, and I expect that hot streak to continue into the playoffs. I expect them at this point to get the first round bye, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, I got great news. We do. We disagree. We disagree. Now, like you said, you had some snippets about teams, honorable mentions. Well, I agree with you about the Chargers. They're too inconsistent for my tastes. I just think that they have to make a run. But like I said, it's like the Eagles, relative inexperience in a postseason race with the players in Bob, Justin Herbert, and their head coach, Brandon Staley, who's a rookie head coach. So they're not in my top five. And the Buffalo Bills is not in my top five either. For a team that was supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, a team that was supposed to be that team, they're not that team. And they're struggling. I mean, they're probably going to make the postseason because they can't afford another loss. But obviously, they're not winning this division. And there's injuries. There's struggles, like as you say, on some parts of the, of the line. And like I said, Sean McDermott has to coach better. That's one of his other issues. He's starting to question his coaching, and that's something to think about because Josh Allen, that's a too talented team to be left in the to be left in the in the way. So those two teams are off my top five list. So I'll get to mines, and like I said, the Colts are at number five. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor is going to win the rushing title with Derrick Henry being injured. He's going to win the rushing title. I've always was. I've always enjoyed what he's done. He is that great back. I knew when he came out out of Wisconsin, he's going to be one of the best backs in football. I didn't think it would happen this quickly or this soon, but they're they're the reason why the Colts are there. And Carson Wentz, he's obviously yeah, he's not something special or, or unique, but he's but he's obviously in a better situation than he's been than he was here in Philly over the last few years. And he's had solid year twenty two touchdowns, only five interceptions. But the problem is when he does throw an interception, he does get a little trigger happy and does throw more than once. So in in those five interceptions, two of those games were multiple interceptions, and it cost them and it cost them games. They have a big matchup coming up this weekend. We're about to bring up, so that's something we have to think about there. My Ravens are at number four. They're barely hanging on. They're injured everywhere. They have nine starters on IR, not coming back. And obviously, for Lamar Jackson, there's there's concerns, severe concerns. Like I said, I mean, I can trust them to a degree, but I don't even know if they're going to win this division. I mean, a year ago, I put them in my top five list, and they weren't even in the playoffs, but they were about to get hot, and they got hot enough to get in. It might be the complete opposite this time. They have a brutal schedule down the stretch. 
Look at their next two home games. The Packers and the Rams. Think about that. That's their next two home games. Ugh. So, we'll see what happens. I, 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 I think they can win one of them, but I'm not, I'm not so sure. And then, like I said, they got this, they have the Bengals on the road, and then the Steelers. Like I said, brutal end, end, ending of the season. We'll see if, if this team is capable of doing it. Because if they lose three of those four, then January 9th will be the end of their season. But hopefully not. Tennessee is number three, and that's because they don't have Derrick Henry and they're a one-dimensional offense be- without him. And obviously, when I look at Ryan Tannehill, he needs Derrick Henry more than anybody else because his game has struggled this year. His quarterback rating has struggled. He's not he's not an elite quarterback at all. And the only reason why they're 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 doing well is because they swept the Colts. And our defense and, and Mike Vrabel's their coach. Mike Vrabel's still my favorite coach in this league. He can out coach you in a whippersnapper. But at the end of the day, like I said, if they don't have Derrick Henry, they're not going to go very far in the postseason. They're not going to go very far. And they already lost to the Patriots, so their chances of being the one seed is not doesn't look good either. The Patriots are number two, and I'll tell you why they're number two. Very specifically why. Why they have the best defense in football, the greatest coach ever, and everything's going well, a seven-game win streak. Remember who their quarterback is. Mac Jones, a rookie. Now, I can trust Mac Jones to be a really to be really good and be respectable. But the problem with him is he hasn't been tested yet. You have to be you have to win in the postseason, and we don't know how if he's capable or not yet. And that's something I'm I'm very very wondering if this is going to work because I've seen like Ben Roethlisberger in 2004 he had a great regular season in his first year but when he got to that postseason he looked like a deer in headlights and that that can be the case with with a lot of rookie quarterbacks that are on good teams great teams I mean Dak Prescott you saw that playoff game against Green Bay he got owned in that game so. Like I said, if you're Mac Jones, you're going to be tested soon. You're going to be tested soon, and how soon? And and can you handle it? We'll see. If you do, we'll see you at we'll see you at Inglewood on on February thirteenth. If not, you'll you you it, you won't go far. So I'm putting Kansas City at number one. And hey, you may not be a fan of this team. You may not be a fan of C. Spagnolo, but guess what? His team's won, his defense has won Super Bowls, not Super Bowl, Super Bowls. And obviously, you know, Marvin Ingram and Chris Jones have really changed the game with their defense. They're the two best defensive players right now, and they're giving they're giving hell to their opponents. Yeah, offensively they're struggling. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is not having the year that he's normally capable of having. And obviously, you know, things are not going well. But remember, they changed the offensive line. It's a completely different line. It's not the same. They're not in the same, you know, way of of, of nature compared to what the old line used to be like. But when I think about this team, the Chiefs, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they win, win the AFC again. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I'm starting to believe that they are. They're going to again. So that's my top five list. All right. Okay. All right. 
our disappointments and surprises for this week, this past week? My biggest surprise are kind of two disappointments. My biggest surprise is that Washington didn't show up against Dallas. I thought that they would and be close. I mean, this was a big matchup if they were trying to make the playoffs, but it looks like they're about to run out of gas with all their injuries that they've suffered. They don't even know who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday, and that's going to be that could be difficult for us because we don't even know who to game plan for. And then obviously they lost Terry McLaurin. They already lost Logan Thomas. You know, and the Dallas just dominated them. Even though the score said 27-20 or whatever it was, they just, they got beat. And, you know, but my biggest disappointment is the Las Vegas Raiders. Before the game, they decided to stomp on the Chiefs logo. Why? Why? And then you go on to get your ass kicked. 48-9. to That means in two matchups, with the Chiefs, you got outscored 89 to 23. And the season that y'all have had and the year in the and the and the troubles off the field is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I think Mike Mayock is gonna your boy make mine make I I think your boy Mike Mayock is gonna lose his job. He's going to. Because the 2020 NFL draft is gonna look terrible. It might be the worst draft ever because you lost both of those guys and Obviously, the John Gruden, it's just, it's been terrible. And then you decide that this is, this is what you're going to do. The hell with this team. Done with the Raiders. This is sick. Ridiculous. All right. Well, we have three games to produce, predict, but one we're going to reserve for the end for tomorrow night because that's a bigger matchup. So we're going to go on to, you know, the Saturday game first. And we'll go quickly. Speaking of those damn Raiders, they played the Browns. And the Browns will not be without, they will be without their head coach, Kevin Stefanski, and without Baker Mayfield. So go ahead with this matchup. All right, this one I'll go quick on because one of these three games, and it's not this one, so one of the other two games is actually going to be my lock of the week. So I'm going to be doing a rare Wednesday lock of the week. Um, unplanned, but it's still... Um, so the, this one, you know what, even if Baker Mayfield doesn't play, I don't think it's going to be much of an effect on the Browns. They got Case Keenum. He's just, I mean, he's no worse than Baker at this point. The bottom line is Cleveland's all about the running game, and they're going to run all over the Raiders. So Cleveland still wins regardless of who plays quarterback, and the final score is going to be, I'm going to say 29-20. to 20. Well, like I said, I mean the Raiders are done. They're done because they they that's on them. And 
<clears throat> I mean, the Browns, obviously, they're still in the hunt for the playoffs and the division. And this is a very critical game. This is a game they can now afford to lose. They're not going to be they're going to be without Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield and probably a few other players as well. But I'm but I'm going to go with. But like I say, Case Keenum is a, is a decent backup. He's done a very good job in this league over the years. And he did a good job in a backup role earlier this year. So I can trust Keenum and, and, and the coaching staff. It's a deep coaching staff. So Browns are going to win. And the foul score, 27-17. All right. Now we have two big matchups that will obviously have big implications. But we'll go with the Saturday matchup. Obviously, the Patriots are coming off of a, Both of these teams are actually coming off of a bye. But obviously, this is a critical matchup. The Colts obviously still fighting for a wild card spot thanks to the shenanigans in the AFC, they're actually in the wild card right now as a sixth seed. The Patriots are been the highest team in football. <coughs> Sorry. They've been the highest team in football. They've won their last seven. Obviously they're 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 knocking on the door of a division they're knocking on the door of a division title if they if they continue to win out. But a critical matchup on the road for them in Indianapolis against a Longtime nemesis, but up yesterday a Brady and Peyton rivalry. So go ahead. Yeah, well, this one's my lock of the week, man. Um, like I said, one of my rules I won't, I don't bet on Thursday night games, but I will bet on the Saturday game. And um, and this is it, man. Um, the Patriots are getting two and a half points, so yeah, the Colts are favored by two and a half. Um, both teams are coming off a bye. But to me, that favors the Patriots. Um, Bill Belichick with an extra week to prepare—that's that's usually not a good not a good recipe for your team for success. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been dominant lately, but what what do we what does everybody say about Belichick? Man, he'll take away your best player, which is obviously Taylor. He's going to take away Jonathan Taylor and try to make Carson Wentz beat him. Wentz will fail against a really good. Well, the, the best defense in the NFL. The, the Colts don't have the receivers to beat the um, to beat the Patriots passing the ball, and um, look for another efficient game out of Mac Jones, and look for the Patriots to run the ball themselves. So, the Patriots win this one. They they cover this. Not they, they win outright. They don't even need to spread. Patriots are going to get the victory, and um, another little prop bet for you. Patriots are going to have more rushing yards, team rushing yards, than the Colts will. So, um, Patriots win. Final score is going to be 23-16. Well, like I said, when I look at these two teams, like I said, the Colts are obviously on a roll quietly with Jonathan Taylor going to be the rushing champ. But obviously the Patriots are rolling. Their defense is the best in football. Belichick obviously knows how to coach at this time of the year with a great team, and like I said, it's gonna be tough for for uh, it's gonna be tough for the Colts. I mean, obviously they'll bring it, but Carson Wentz when he gets in the when he loses the turnover battle, he normally loses the game, and that's gonna be the case. This defense is gonna be tough. I see a sack from Matthew Judon. I see a I see you know I see one of the Devin McCoury with a pick with an INT, and I just think that 
Patriots are going to be all over them in the second half. So Patriots win and the foul score 36 to 27. All right. Now now I'm going to do two something new too. Co-game of the week. This is my first. Obviously when you look at the Chiefs and the Chargers, this is a big matchup and it doesn't get as much love on by the media than it should because Whoever wins this game is probably going to win the AFC West. And the AFC West lead is on the line. The Chargers beat the Chiefs earlier this season. The Chiefs are obviously on a roll. They've won their last five games, and their defense is one of the best in football. And obviously for the Chargers, they won big last week, but that was the Giants. So go ahead with this big matchup in my cold game of the week. Yeah, so the uh, Chiefs' defense is hot, too. Um, but And even their offense had a big game last week. Um, the, the Chargers, Keenan Allen, will, is expected to be back from being on the COVID list. That's going to help their offense, and they're going to need him because they're obviously going to have to put up points. Um, their defense is bad, and the Chiefs, well, like, it's, like we said, while their offense has been disappointing this year, they're going up against a bad defense, and the home should have a big game. Um, Tyreek Hill, I expect a big game out of. And um, and um, while I do expect the Chiefs defense to come back down to earth against a good offense in the Chargers, I think the Chiefs offense is going to come up big, and they're going to win in a shootout. So I'm going with Kansas City here, and I'm going to put the final score at 37 34. Yeah, this is going to be all this is going to be a hell of a game. And these two teams obviously, like I said, Kansas City is rolling again even though defensively there's their strength, which is not normally their strength, but obviously for the Chargers they're a hell of an offense. But this is a critical matchup for both of these teams, especially for the Chargers because either they win this game or they may not even make the playoffs in my opinion. And like I said, I expect it to be a, a, a back-and-forth affair. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring battle, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs as well. I think that they come out, they, they split this series, and they and they take the AF, and basically this win will take them with the AFC West because they'll have a two-game lead, and there's got to be not much left for the Chargers to be, bring a fight. So it'll be a battle for three quarters, and then the Chiefs take over in the fourth. And they go on with the AFC West. And the final score, 44-38. to So that's all we have for this episode. I mean, you know, I kind of lost my, my, my motions there earlier. But I got them all back and we, you know, we got the top five lists out. It was very well. Y'all enjoy it. Hopefully y'all enjoy this episode. We'll send it out like we always do. And we will be back Sunday. To look at the rest of week 15. Have a good one, folks. Good night.